good evening welcome this is the yard sign uh, again still adjusting to a lot of the changes here on the back end on the, uh, the the podcast studio and so uh you know we're a little off schedule we'll get back on schedule next week thank you so much for watching whenever 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 wherever you may be doing so uh or listening as a matter of fact don't forget you can catch the audio version of our show on your favorite podcast platform all over the interwebs uh just check in with your favorite tech overlords and uh search for the yard sign uh johnny torres here with with uh, usual characters, uh, so it's going to be a fun show to say the least, and uh, some very hot sure. topics as uh, we've got lots to talk about. Um, uh, so let's get right into today's topics. We got RDS launching his campaign. That's Ron DeSantis launching the 2024 campaign for the Republican primary first, and then hopefully for the uh, general election for president versus Joe Biden. Because uh, we know Democrats aren't going to let anybody else take that uh, nomination from Joe. So uh, uh, our second uh, topic is going Except to be Woken Pride. Uh, plenty of culture war stuff going on as uh, Target, Bud Light, all, you know, in uh, retreat uh, from uh, the, uh, I guess, small protests that have been happening, the outrage that has come about uh, due to some of their posturing in favor of uh, LGBTQ agendas. Uh, and then we've also got the debt ceiling that has been passed. We're gonna talk about some of the good points, the bad points, uh, and uh, how it all came to be in the first place, because I'm sure some are shocked that it happened at all. Uh, so let's get into tonight's cast of characters, to say the least, right across from me, the one and only David Anibal Cabrera. Hello. Hello, it's been a pleasure. It's yeah. been great. I know. I know. So we, we, we still not, we're still not back into our rhythm. But, no, we're know, not, but we'll get uh, there. I'll see you guys next week. Yes, exactly. And uh, returning to the hot seat, uh, a good friend of ours we haven't had in way too long, Mr. Nate Ginter. Hello, sir. I think this is a four-peat, so, yeah. uh, you know, always fun to be here. And, well, now uh, you're incorporating props. I mean, you've it's got very, uh, It's very true. Well, I am here as the voice of freedom. <laughs> there we 1776 go. Somebody dies. has to be, because it's not that guy right there. <laughs> when did this well, become this, a thing? Because he's a crown worshiper. That's right. The Tyrant oh, King George. I enjoy watching the soap opera from across the, the river yeah, don't 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 think you're hiding with uh, your king george not being on the table okay because it's over there oh i'm See, sorry are these cameras you know, working i had no idea <laughs> typical englishman cut and run uh, look at that <laughs> yeah no red coat all right when did this all happen <laughs> well it may have been when you dressed up like the queen first of all she yeah. died so let's yeah. all calm f down okay and, and the second all, there was, was the a coordination <gasps> Let's move on. I don't have time. I literally do not have time for these conversations. <laughs> I well, cannot we, we be. Did, we did like an episode I and a half be late. on the coronation. So. And? Well, you are going to be late. I'm sorry. There's a billion people watching a coronation. <laughs> so let's get into what really matters, which is the, the next ceiling. president of the United States, the debt ceiling, please. Like we actually owe money to anybody. Oh, my. Please. please. <laughs> like a good, Chris, like a good uh, comedian once said, yeah, of course. Show me your army. Show, show me your army. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Help, help me help you. We could literally cut the defense budget in half, and we would still, like, just oh, annihilate yeah. oh, you, you debt is you, only as valid as your ability to collect it. You, That's you. Oh, you don't got an army? Well, if I didn't have an army, I would just shut the... That's yeah. what I would do. I would just shut the up. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't even know the. I, I didn't realize the the Chinese were all up in the space program. Uh, oh, they, yeah. they have their own space station they're building and everything. I was speaking of. Uh, what else are they supposed to do? Honestly, I know, but I was kind of impressed. They their rockets went off without yeah. a hitch. They got a space station they're building. They got astronauts going up there. Well, they, they're a lot smaller stuff they have to build though. So. <laughs> and like the the windows for the ships are a lot thinner, so it's not that mm. much material being used. Yeah, they're all paper walls. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they figured it out somehow. It's all completely for oh, no, it's Japan. I'm not going to say bamboo rockets. <laughs> Who knew it was a source of energy? <laughs> it was. Uh-huh. I, I did hear an interesting stat uh, the other day because you know people are talking about standing armies and you know China has this and they're a threat. Do you know that we have 39 million hunting permits issued every year? So that is 39 million. Oh yeah. So the, so we basically. <laughs> I guess with net, renewals and. Like, just people that hunt in this country, we have 40 times more people that are great with guns than the largest army. So it's like, it's the standing army, it's the National Guard, (laughs) it's the reserve, and then it's the hunters. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. And and they'll get you from a while away. (laughs) Well, and if history has taught us anything, it's really the country folk you got to worry about. Oh, completely, completely. So, again. So, uh, Ron DeSantis uh, launching his campaign, um, and what was it, a week ago? It was, um, a, it was a week ago. Whatever Twitter says it was, it was <laughs> feels like a month ago. Uh, Everything feels like a month ago. without a hitch. That was awesome. That's I right. heard no bugs at all. I know. Let's hear from our cybersecurity expert on, uh, you know, what you think in regards to the, the you know, because... I, I'm, I'm on the marketing side. I've, mm-hmm. I've been using Twitter since 2007. Sure. I was an early adopter. I love Twitter. Um, is it truly a possibility that because they were using Elon's account to do the broadcast that it would have, quote, unquote, melted the servers? Uh, no. What it, what it is likely <laughs> is that that broadcasting methodology that they're using is part of their new revenue model. Yes. For, um, doing, you know, basically they're turning Twitter from a uh, text content and text and image into a motion video content, like platform. a multimedia platform, which to, is to ver- with which is very difficult. It, it's it, yes. very difficult to do. And they're uh, it, Elon is, uh, you know, I, listen. I, I like a lot of. There's a lot of things I like about him. A lot of things I don't. One of his, the quirks of his personality is he is very much the get it done guy, and will stay up all night to get something done. Yeah. Uh, when you can't push a deadline. Like yeah. you can in manufacturing or in tech, uh, there is a hard deadline. Sometimes your reach exceeds your grasp, and he—I believe—he smacked up against that. Yeah. Uh, and they were just, you know, quite frankly, unable to support the capacity of people that wanted to watch what was going on. Which is a, which on. a good thing. Which yeah. is a good thing. It shows that there's a lot of intent and desire to see what was happening. But yeah, at the but end of the day, they can't max out at 200k though. That's I, that's I happened to be on the platform right when it went it, it, it was starting. Oh. Mm. So I log on. I saw it reach a half a million, mm-hmm. and and then of course the subsequent out outages i kept getting on right. getting pumped bu- uh, bumped out getting on bumped out getting on bumped out until they switched it to the other guy's account mm. and they the, switched and, accounts uh, like they went to the to the actual host i forget his name um but he's Tucker also Carlson. no it was like david he'll, parks he'll be there. uh it was oh um, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, who's also a, a tech multimillionaire? Uh, I, I didn't watch because I couldn't. So and, I didn't uh, watch. Cause I think I, he's PayPal. I, I think he's the PayPal guy. Uh, well, Elon was a PayPal or, guy too. No, I know, yeah. but that's he's what probably I'm part saying. of the PayPal mafia. That's probably what is going on. <laughs> um, I will say this: I did not watch. I have yet to even watch it because I, I mean, well, there was nothing to watch. What, yeah, what is there? Gonna, what is going to tell me? Right. There's nothing that's, that's going to be said. No, and and I thought. Uh, I mean, aside from the technical stuff, 
Um, which honestly, I think in this day and age, people are a little more forgiving because they understand that this that technology just can and will go wrong. Um, but he opened the whole thing with a written speech. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a short written speech. DeSantis or uh, DeSantis. Okay. It was like about, what, about so, two minutes long? So on a, sh- a platform that is known for short-form yeah. content. Correct. Yeah. When you're trying to appeal to a younger audience, that's why you go on Twitter. Yeah. You're trying to appeal to people that aren't already for you and going to watch Fox or CNBC. Mm-hmm. Um, he needed to have a 30-second chunk at most be exciting, energetic, engaging, and then get on with it. Correct. And anything over a minute on that platform is a mistake. Yeah, exactly. Just is. So I think you had a lot of people tune out pretty quick because yeah. they were like, eh, it's a stump speech. Yeah. And uh, and although once they did get into the Q&A, there mm-hmm. were, were some great questions. Well, the Q&A, I thought, it was the best part of this whole situation. Well, yeah. You could have that conversation. But I agree with you. You everyone zoomed out after two minutes. After a minute, it was it it's, was just, it didn't make any sense. It's the modern attention span. You like you, listen. We can all, especially those of us that are you know a little older. I mean, I'm you know 19, um, so I know you know what it's like <laughs> to be a part of this younger generation. But the the reality is the the you know the younger folks they have been raised and bred on content that is under one minute. Yeah. And the, it, like it, it, I wish it wasn't that way. But it is, and if you want to get their vote, you have to do what, you know, you have to give them media that's consumable in chunk format that they consume. And sitting there (laughs) going on, I mean, listen, uh, we all know two minutes is not long for a speech at all. Right. That's a very short speech, but he wasn't there to give a speech. He was there to get people- to launch and to get people excited. It shouldn't have been scripted in the first place. Uh, or, or it should have been lightly scripted. You shouldn't have known it was scripted. Correct. Yeah. And you could tell. I mean, without even seeing him, you could you could hear it well, that it was he's not that it was an off the cuff kind of guy. No, only but, he, but being an attorney, it, he is long winded. But mm. well, yeah. But only time I see him off the cuff is when he's going into battle, honestly, with a reporter, or when he's mm. going on in battle yeah. with something. That's Which is great when you see the when, real, he's, when, when he's, he's in combat mode. Yeah. He's good. That's the, but that's the problem. Not many people the like the idea of the combat situation. Yeah. Right. So if we want to go in that direction, yes, I thought it was a great. Well, Republicans was, do though. I mean, look at Trump. <laughs> I know. They, they do, but you know, we're you know, as we all know, he needs you know segments of the population he doesn't already yeah. have yeah. in the back, and that's sure. going to be the biggest problem. When well, it comes and I to thought, you know, I thought that kicking things off with Elon was a good approach at reaching people that oh, he doesn't have sure. in the bag. Somebody even suggested while I was watching it, they said what he should also do is make sure he goes on Joe Rogan's podcast, right. which would be a huge get for both of them. No, this really, is, guys, this but this is going to get them in, but. This is going to get them in front of voters that you, you can't <clears throat> you can't have DeSantis sitting there for three hours because what will happen is he will get into the issues that are unpopular Correct. and he will have to long form explain Correct. it and the end will be but Jesus yes and mm. he will turn off a lot of people also if he has to give that also, also, also that's Joe Rogan for the is, general but that's, yeah. what, that's what I'm general. saying those all those things are general. <clears throat> election situations yeah. mm-hmm. i still have very hesitant to say that i think that that ron DeSantis is going to get out of the primaries mm-hmm. i don't think he's going to come out of the yeah, primaries. but it's still a marathon I, what i do think is is that he should have either done the twitter thing and then do like a traditional launch big event fireworks all that jazz mm-hmm. or the reverse do the big fireworks do all that jazz all right good and night do the q a good night dunedin yeah. and then go on to the q a for twitter 
We're gonna we're um, gonna have a problem. The, the fact that he can't now the weather was awful, mm. um, which is why I think they canceled it, even though they never officially said why they canceled it. Sure. Um, I I think he left a lot on the table by not doing a more of a traditional launch with all the networks there and everything. Right. It's not like this was a, a, a very well kept secret that he wasn't yeah. going to run. If anything, we were just figuring out when he was going to pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, and this is going to be one of my last comments, is that I have a huge problem with the fact that more and more Republicans are jumping into the presidential race because you're going to have a repeat of 16. Well, that's the thing. Some are saying that uh, after the Twitter, again, the old timers are going to see it as, yes. oh, my gosh, this was such a horrible launch and this and that. I don't think the average voter really is going to take it that way. Mind you, most primary voters probably aren't uh, aren't on Twitter anyways, uh, especially on the Republican side. But then side. doesn't that negate the point of why do it there in the sure. first place? Yeah. I, again, it was more – I think this was more of something that could have waited to the general election uh, because it would have put him in front of voters that maybe were considering him so, rather than primary voters that he needs to be winning. It's it's. A it was a PR stunt gone wrong. Mm -hmm. So you, it's, it's, it, we can look at it in the lens now of posted going wrong and say, why would you do that? If you look at the side of what if it went right, he looks like uh, somebody who is tech savvy, right, somebody who's yeah. out there at the forefront. Right. Uh, he looks like a leader in the space, you know, uh, even even in, you know, for, for not just politics, but in communication. But this also tells you that and his, his yeah. team doesn't know what's going on. At the end of the day, if you're dealing with, you made a great point. Yeah. You're on a platform that's that's known for its shorthand. Right. So then why are you, why are you doing a two to five yeah. minute speech? That makes absolutely no sense. Right. Also, the fact that I don't think there was enough run through to see what would happen i doubt there was a plan b to figure out if something went wrong with twitter right. what was going to be the part i don't think there was a plan b no and if you are if you are again if you're a major league level consultant yeah, yeah. okay which you should be if you're if you're running mm -hmm. his campaign if that platform wasn't working 100 percent, you right. call an audible yeah. and you go in a different direction you don't you you do the record for yeah. about two for a two minute recording, yeah, and then you jump into the the Q and A. Well, why that not, would have been the best thing to do. No, or just why, cancel why the thing altogether. Why not also just have a thing where you know you know I know it's there to promote uh, Musk's platform for yeah, sure, right? But have a backup and be like, hey man, listen, if this goes down, we're piping over to YouTube too, yeah. you know, something. Now the uh, now what I'm seeing more and more in that is that this is all an effort to him for him to create division to 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 distance himself from Trump. All right, he's trying to show all the different ways. If you listen to the way he's talking about policy, if you look at the way he's running his campaign, everything is to show, see, look, I'm not like Trump. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, it's Trump's not on Twitter, which was, and from that perspective, I thought was brilliant because Trump's not on Twitter. I can tell you what his whole and, game plan is right now. It's very, it's glaringly yeah. obvious. His whole game plan is he's going after the religious right in the Republican Party. Which I don't. But, which but I agree with that's that. That's the primary game. I mean, that, that's, that's not the, the primary game. That's yeah. Trump showed that you don't he's need to have gonna that take, He's not going to take voters from Trump. No. He needs to go for he, the. But he thinks that's his angle in. But that's a, what I'm saying Those is that religious, the Trump voters are not going anywhere. Yeah, but there are, a lot of, there are a lot of religious Trump voters that are not going to switch to the governor. And that's the problem in this conversation. Yeah, but that's really all there is. I mean, you know, your 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 moderate voters are are going to vote for one yeah, or the but other. Your moderate voters aren't going to show up in the primaries. 
That's what I'm saying. So if they're not showing, so he and Trump are going after the same voters. Not if there's five other people going after that same vote. Well, who that's do you what think I was gonna Tim say. Scott's going to go after? Some people smelled, who do you think the governor from New Jersey? Some people go after? smelled blood in the water after and then after Pence, the, the, the launch, but if, I don't think there if, really was if much. If Pence there. goes in, that's five percent of the religious right right there. Pence is old news. Pence is not not for the religious right that are upset with with the with the president and want someone that's more traditional values. And if you're saying that that dissent is moving that far right, well then he's going to piss so many people off that if he does survive the primary he's going to go but absolutely he, nowhere in the but general. there isn't no moving that far right i mean if, the legislation if, if that he's give, passed has already laid the groundwork for if, that if you give religious people uh, i mean the the ones that we're talking about the core of the republican right-wing base um if you give them a choice between pence and trump go, you might yeah. be surprised at the the results of that um I yeah think but if you liked pence you you're not a fan of trump that's I mean, what I'm saying. No, I'm sorry. The other way around. If you were a fan of Trump, you're I'm not a fan of I'm going to disagree with you on that. I'm going to. Uh, I will tell <clears> you. <throat> um, I, I, ha I I say I have some acquaintances that are very, very. Uh, I would say extreme right wing religious, and those uh, a lot of those people. You you would be shocked uh, how much they a. Uh, have found a way well, to give twist me a Donald second, Trump sir. My goodness. I have to, I'm sorry. I have to go. Oh, sorry. You know what? I don't know I how just, to make this look any better either. You know, it's, it's well, okay. we kind of like said, "Hey, thanks for coming on the show," and you know, and thanks, like, Johnny. it's yeah. better than you trying to you like hide is, while you're trying just, to. I can't. I can't hide. This this British loyalist <laughs> couldn't handle the smoke from a true that's patriot. Right. That's what it was. Yeah, even though the smoke is coming from a Cuban, that's not American made. <laughs> Who's Cuban? All right. Well. <clears throat> R.I.P. and evil. He will be. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I just uh, you know, but back to what I was saying. I, I I really do believe that there there is a a large portion. I'm not saying it's the majority, but I think there is a large faction to be peeled away of Trump supporters that are on the religious side from another yeah. candidate who shares conservative views, yeah. but also they see as more of a true Christian. We'll say. Yeah, um, where where I think Pence is vulnerable is again he doesn't have a legislative platform anymore because he doesn't hold office anywhere. Um, he doesn't really have anything to point to. Sure. Um, you know, I think the only because Ron Ron DeSantis and the others are going to be able to point at him and say, "Well, you never, you know, you never stood against Trump." Sure. You know, you let him do whatever he wanted to do. You never got in his way, with the exception of maybe January 6th. He does, and that's going to be a hot He button. does have it going for him, though, that he was the closest thing to president out of anybody on that stage. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but he didn't, again, like most vice presidents, he didn't mm -hmm. really have anything to True. show for it, you know, other mm -hmm. than, you know, again, just carry water for the president. Right. Um, this is the same reason why when people ask, well, why isn't DeSantis running next cycle and not this cycle is for this very reason. DeSantis would be two years out of office. Mm -hmm. Then what's his platform? He has no yeah. no legislative platform to run on. He has he has no nowhere to be able to make news. Mm. Right. Because right now, DeSantis can make news on his campaign and he can make news as governor. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, that's Pence, the same argument against Pence, Chris Christie. Pence right now is just kind of background yeah. noise. I mean, Chris Christie from New Jersey is going to face the same exactly. thing. Now, yeah. my conspiracy theory is that Chris Christie is coming in as a spoiler to go after DeSantis for Trump. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to be the okay. dog to come after DeSantis. Um, but DeSantis seems to be playing 
Trump really well, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of not paying attention to the insults, not paying attention to the He's, non-policy um, uh, arguments, it's, uh, the uh, insults. It's, it's a Mayweather-Tyson match. You yeah. got a guy that's always going for haymakers, and you got a guy who's just dancing around. Yeah. You know? and, he's, and he's doing it smartly. I, I agree. Because uh, because I, I use this analogy, and I think it's maybe the, 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 the best way to put it about Trump. And I think had more people followed suit, we we would have had a far more interesting primary in 2016, which is that at the end of the day, a barking dog mm-hmm. is just a barking dog. Right. And it's only when you continue to ignore it mm-hmm. that it just becomes background noise. Right. Because there's no bite there. Yeah. And that's what it is. Trump is a barking dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's going to bark and bark and bark to scare you away. Yeah. Until you show him that you're not scared of him. Yeah. Or you just, like you said, completely <laughs> ignore it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if there there is a possibility. I, I actually think that, um, you know, because there's a lot of people that are still debating whether or not Trump's actually going to get in the election. There is no world in which he doesn't try to run. Um, well, right now, I mean, given all the all the litigation that he's facing, right. I think it's it's it it is what's kind of saving him. Yeah, you know, because it gives him some legal mm. um, kind of uh, wiggle room, you know, to be able to you know just defer certain it's, things. It's the it, it. I mean, there's a direct allegory. Not that Trump <laughs> is uh, an intellect or uh, in any way a statesman on the level of Julius Caesar, but. One of the reasons why Julius Caesar kept running <laughs> to be the emperor of Rome was because every the second he wasn't, he was going to have like eight hundred lawsuits judged against him, and uh, that's why he, you know, continually fought for it, and then eventually, like he he couldn't do anything but what he did. Right. And uh, Trump is going to be, I believe, in the in the same space. Uh, some of what, some of the reasons I say are dubious. Some of which are probably well deserved. You know, it's a probably a little. That's the thing. When I when when I talk to other Republican voters, you know, and the reason that I personally am getting behind the governor as as our Republican candidate for the presidency, is because Trump has got too much baggage. Right. You know what I mean? He's historically he has historically he has too much baggage. Yeah, during his presidency he got too much baggage. He's just got too much baggage. And all that baggage is just ammunition for the left to destroy him in the primary and, and, and the, I, and I the would, uh, general. To, to that point, I would really just say to anybody who is a Trump fan I'm not even going to say anything bad about Trump or what he may or may not have done, but just when you stack him up next to Ron DeSantis, who do you really feel like is going to be the better leader and the better executor of this country? If you can really honestly look me in the face and tell me that a former veteran who has governed as wisely and built up the surpluses and, and the other street cred that Ron DeSantis has being the executor of Florida, um, and you can stack that up against Donald Trump and what he did while he was in office, uh, and tell me that you think that Donald Trump is the better candidate, I will say I just have to strongly disagree with you. Um, I, I think that DeSantis is, you know, he, he, of the Republican side, he would be my pick, and I can't vote for Biden again. So unless they uh, throw me a, a third choice here that, that is, uh, you know, really good, it, you know, de facto, I, I lean that way as well. Yeah, I mean, 
it, it, are the people hungry for it statistically yeah oh yeah no no one I mean, wants this there election. is there is yeah. there is a huge hunger for a third party candidate i don't um, even mean third party i meant I, like you know the democrats may be replacing a dude who's literally that falling too. down i mean five both, both sides yeah. want want different choices other yeah. than trump and biden right um and we have that opportunity we have an amazing bench of of candidates the, the problem is that the, the the powers that be know that if they switch out Biden for anyone, no one is going to get the support that I will say a relatively healthy Biden who just stays the course from now until election. Mm -hmm. No one maintains that support level because remember, a drop in one percent of support is a lost election. Yeah. So if there's anything that one percent of people don't like about the person you swap out, You've got a problem. And they also, listen, you know, the DNC is is an organization, and the RNC are organizations like any other. God forbid you champion that cause, you get your way, and it doesn't go your way, you're out of politics forever. Yeah, I do like the fact that, and we'll kind of wrap it up on this, but I do like the fact that he has kind of a secondarily officially launched his campaign in Iowa. Yeah. And, you know, I think it shows confidence. Mm -hmm. um, I think he he's capitalizing on some momentum that he maybe some thunder he may be stealing from Trump out in Iowa. Mm -hmm. um, and the truth is, is that you you have to win the primary game, and that's by right. winning the early states. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, polls don't matter. the The polls are giving us a litmus test. But again, especially in the last you know ten, uh, fifteen years, how wrong have the polls been? Oh yeah. And so I'm not saying that. Trump doesn't have the lead he does. Some will say 20, Kaylee mm -hmm. McEnany. Some mm -hmm. will say, tw you know, 25 to 30, which is what Trump believes he uh, he has as an advantage. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's a marathon. And and Obama had the same, he he, he was playing against the same house of cards yeah. uh, against I, I, Hillary Clinton until all of a sudden the tables turned. I don't believe the Trump numbers in a reality test. I think theoretically, there's a lot of people that, that might even say Trump, but I think if you give them a good alternative, especially one, and I'm going to go back to it, uh, not because I am Christian affiliated, uh, I'm agnostic, but I don't think that you can underplay the Christian family man attractiveness to a lot of the Republican base. Well, and the, the other thing too is, is that we're spoiled here in Florida because we have both of them in our backyard. True. <laughs> um, spoiled might be a yeah. way to put that for Trump, but <laughs> people don't. People don't know. Well, I mean, it's 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 cool to have you know a president, former president, yeah. you know, live in your state. I mean, you know, it's uh, certainly keeps my uh, one of my closest friends employed. Uh, but uh, the the fact is that the country at large doesn't know Ron DeSantis. Sure. Right. You know, and, I think and he played to. <laughs> right. And, and he played the COVID card really well. Yes. And, and, and that obviously he, he got a lot of momentum out of that. He got a lot of popularity out of that mm -hmm. people right now. The reason numbers swung back to Trump, I think is because a, he jumped in first yeah. B he's all over the news because of all these lawsuits and C people are like, all right, what else you got, Ron? Yeah. You know, okay, great. So you manage COVID. Good, you know, great job. Well, now and, what? And I think the COVID card only plays on the the right wing side. Uh, the, the left still thinks he was wrong. Yeah. Despite right, exactly. So, and the fact yeah. that he was, as a governor, he was, a, he was able to usher in a red wave in Florida mm -hmm. and have a lot of huge legislative wins. Um, let's remember, because 
we've had this conversation on this show, and I think you may have been a part of it. The reason Trump lost in 20 is because he didn't run on his accomplishments. Mm -hmm. He ran a negative campaign. He ran on defense, never on offense. And he was, he never touted all the things he accomplished. Mm -hmm. Ron DeSantis is not going to make that mistake. Mm -hmm. He's going to go out there and he's going to talk about all the wins he's had here in Florida. And if Trump runs the same way he did negative name calling insults Mm -hmm. and not policy based, forget it. He's again, the barking dog and people are going to just tune out. Because they, we're in a, we're in a crisis now on on many levels to where people want to know well, what are you going to do to fix all this, mm-hmm. um, and and if Trump doesn't have very specific answers because he's already balked at some of them, uh, the the numbers are going to start to shift very quick. Absolutely. All right. Thank you again, everybody, for watching the Yard Sign, uh, the most important relevant podcast in politics. Nate Ginter joining me and Nebel David Cabrera jumped out the window. And uh, <laughs> so we continue on with tonight's show. Uh, we, of course, were talking about Ron DeSantis. Uh, we're going to transition over to some of the very culture wars that we've been uh, fighting here in Florida. And then, of course, nationally as well, as uh, you know, we look at Target uh, and their retreat from their pride display that they've uh, now officially pulled out of, uh, I, I think all stores across the country uh and um, uh, this of course resulting as i think an aftermath of uh the bud light controversy and dylan mulvaney being on the 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 face of bud light and how that has uh, just destroyed the anheuser-busch uh valuation in the stock market and how Anheuser-Busch is now uh on the retreat and trying to put humpty dumpty back together again uh and now chick-fil-a may be under fire and uh, we'll, we'll kind of start there because this is where I think some of my friends in our kind of political talk space get excited. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I love some of them, uh, Charlie Kirk and Benny Johnson yeah. and some of these guys. They make great content. You know, they're, they're great entertainers when it comes to the political space, political news. But just because a company has a DEI policy right. or, or, or department, let's just even take mm-hmm. it that far, it doesn't mean they've gone woke. No, and, and one of the things, you know, I, I run a, a business here in the, the Tampa Bay area, and I can tell you that we put a lot of thought into uh, personality assessments and things like that in, mm-hmm. in, in training. So we, we, we train people to, you know, to, to, to be able to cohesively uh, interface as, as a group. And yeah. um, th- th- there are things, I mean, l- l- you know, the, listen, we, we've all heard of the wokeness run amok, but I, I don't see, I, I think there's, it's dangerous to confl- you know, to, to swing back too far the other way and go, well, no, there's no reason for those things to exist yeah. because, you know, w- women have only been working <laughs> with men for like 120 years side by side. Well, and there's, it's easy to overlook, uh, you know, personality type differences. Uh, it, you know, it doesn't just have to be about, you know, promoting people, you mm-hmm. know, for whatever reason. It can be about truly, you know, like having some understanding and a good department who's able to mediate that as well in right. those differences. Yeah, because what I was going to say is you have to understand the dynamics of the, where the company originates from. Okay. And I've worked for some companies like this, you know, um, mm-hmm. Chick fil A originates out of Atlanta, Georgia, when Atlanta, mm-hmm. Georgia was very different than what it is today. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is a uh, owned by a white Christian family. Uh, and based on those Christian values that mm. everyone associates Chick-fil-A with, uh, again, that attracts people like it sure. um, and to work there, to move up the ladder, that sort of thing. Mm. And I think having someone in there, if done the right way, mm. that can bring you outside 
experiences, outside knowledge in terms of how to attract diversity, how to mm -hmm. attract, and it doesn't mean giving them a leg up over somebody else. Right. It just means, hey, let's let's be more representative of our client base. Right. You know, because again, even Atlanta is not doesn't look the way that it used to. Sure. Um, you know, Tampa doesn't look the way that it used to 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and in uh, America in general is just incredibly more diverse than it's ever been. Oh, for sure. Naturally. And, and so the company, I think, needs to represent that, you know, to just make sure that they're in step with their client base. And, and it's just smart business. Yeah. Because at some point, and we've seen this happen to a lot of companies. You you lose track, you lose that connection with who your client base was, <coughs> Anheuser Busch, and you 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 make a wrong turn, mm -hmm. and before you know it, like your company is is crashing. Yeah, and, and you know, especially in in business, um, there you know, just being a, a, a hegemony of any type mm -hmm. is generally not a good thing. Yeah. Um, now I am, I will fight to the death against diversity for diversity's sake, but diversity for the sake of making a better product and for, you know, reaching a, a wider client base is 100% smart business practice. I don't think social causes have a place in most business activities. Um, but I do believe that, you know, it's, it's a good business practice. It's just good societal practice when it comes to, you know, making sure that everybody is or you know you can never make sure you can never ensure everybody uh is comfortable but a reasonable level of comfortability you know for people yeah. that might you know if you're if you're the the only you know person of of a type in a group sometimes things can happen without people even thinking about it you know that yeah. make people feel excluded and it is good to, to look make sure i've worked in i've worked yeah. in northern alabama yeah. You know, and, 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 and luckily for me, I, for those who don't know, John's Chinese, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no. And, and honestly, luckily for me, I assimilate very well. Yeah. Um, I, because of a lot of the performing arts stuff I did as a kid, I didn't never develop an accent, mm -hmm. uh, even though there is a Miami accent. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so, I mean, it was about six months into my job. Uh, at a radio station in Huntsville, Alabama, mm -hmm. where I happened to be talking to my mom on the phone in Spanish, and like everybody just stopped in their tracks. Mm -hmm. and they're like, "Wait a second, you speak Spanish?" <laughs> like, like they didn't right. even know I was Hispanic. Yeah, because I was going by uh, a white radio name. Yeah, I was going by JJ Walker. I love it. You know, and so nobody had any hints, right, of really Did what my yell dynamite. The, at your <laughs> <guess? no. laughs> And what's funny is I borrowed it from another white guy who was on the radio in the 70s in Miami. Um, but the, that's a the whole references other. that we're talking about. No one is getting yeah, right now. Right, but no, that, is, exactly. that is very funny. And um, and so I fortunately, I think I've I've avoided a lot of uncomfortable sure. circumstances because of that, because of, of my ability to assimilate. Let, let but just, but but it's true that in those environments, there's a lot of, again, there, just because there isn't a large population of Hispanic people there, there's a lot of stereotypes, there's so a lot of misnomers. Because yeah. of the experience you just talked about. So, you know, there's, there's times um, when, you know, uh, because I look like a certain thing out in public, sometimes uh, people have, have come up to me that are make me very uncomfortable assuming 
that I'm like them. Mm. Uh, you know, d does that, uh, you know, when, uh, w when you're in there, you know, people don't know, were there times when, you know, somebody was tossing around jokes or, you know, like anything that made you feel or making statements or, you know, out outright just being idiotic that maybe you tamped down a little bit? Now, because of your personality, yeah. you didn't let that sink in, but some people Yeah, do, and know? that's the thing. I've never that, been one to be, to be lightly offended. Right. You know what I mean? I've never been sensitive to but, that stuff. But um, one of the reasons why DEI, I think, import, is important if done the right way, you shouldn't have to, like, you know, to have the personality that you have to feel comfortable in right, the workplace. Right, right. Yeah. And, and there are some things where you can go like, oh, we can't tell jokes about whatever. Like, you can. Right. Just know, you, you know, just know you're making people feel terrible. And yeah, because there's some people you're that, okay with again, that, don't you know, get yeah. the humor, you yeah. know, or don't appreciate the humor. Oh, sure. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of stand-up comedy to begin with. Yes. And 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 some of the best comedy out there is racial ba racially oh, based comedy. I mean, Chris Rock has a you know, career because of it. Sure, so, absolutely. You know, there's <laughs> um, but. You know, there there are like those kind of funny stereotypes that to some people, again, like to yeah. them, they've never taken the time to actually educate themselves. And so they do right. assume that anyone Hispanic that they come across is Mexican. Right. And I've had those situations. Wait, what? And so. Oh, sorry. There's more than one country? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of them. I mean, okay. just keep going south and, you know. I thought um, that's where Antarctica was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that's where you see a lot of the, you know, and I don't mean this in a negative term, but it, uh, ignorance. Sure. It's just, you know, uh, commonplace ignorance. No, I, I, was, um, I was just genuinely interested in, in you but, know. The, but that, when you're also that. in, you know, even here in Tampa Bay, where we have a large agricultural community or Northern Hillsborough, Northern um, Alabama, you know, where again, large agricultural community. Um, yeah, the predominant Hispanic even here in Tampa Bay, uh, even though we talk, there's a lot of talk about the Cuban community, mm -hmm. the largest segment of the Hispanic community in Tampa Bay is Mexican. Mm -hmm. uh, and and so y you have to take that into consideration as well. You know, sure. there's some foundation to, to oh, some yeah. of that uh, belief. But, but again, unless you have somebody in the building that, you know, understands, well, hey, you know, maybe we should have more people that are representative, you mm -hmm. know, and, 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 and because there's actually a movie coming out, funny enough, about <clears throat> this Mexican guy, and it's a true story, mm -hmm. who was working at a Frito-Lay factory making Cheetos. And I don't know the exact details of the story, but the movie is coming out. Um, he was the one credited with coming up with the Flaming Hot Cheetos. Oh, okay. But it was based on what he ate culturally as mm -hmm. a Mexican. Yeah. And and so that man is a hero because I love those. Things. Exactly. Oh, good like God. and and so it shows you that by them having diversity within their workforce. Mm -hmm. opened up this huge new avenue of products that they were able to offer their client base that made them a ridiculous amount of money. Mm -hmm. um, and so there are a lot of benefits to yeah. diversity and inclusion uh, when done the right way. Um, but when you give carte blanche, you know, to some, you know, liberal, uh, you know, girl from God knows what Ivy League University, mm -hmm. you know, and you trust her, with a multi-billion dollar brand and you say hey have fun yeah. and uh you know you got to wonder why I, it took a wrong turn i, I want to take issue with one thing so I, I hear a lot of people blaming that girl uh or sorry that woman because she was like 20 uh, mid-20s yeah okay 
um, put in a very, very uh, prestigious and slot that would typically go to somebody who was more seasoned. Yeah. For sure, Anheuser-Busch brought her on because they wanted somebody. They wanted to hit that young demographic. They wanted somebody who was going to shake things up. Right. She did not hide herself in any way. Yep. She did exactly what they thought they wanted. And yeah. boy, did they not realize they didn't want it. Well, that was the thing. Uh, you know, with a so lot of I, people. I, give, I let yeah. her off the hook on that 100%. Well, you and I yeah. know better. Yeah. That I girl. I think she should have been. That girl didn't yeah. push the red button on that campaign. Oh, right. There, right. there was yeah. a, a, maybe at least a dozen people that had to sign off on that yes. before it came to fruition. And, and, and I will also say, everybody out there, shut up and drink your beer. The, number one, <laughs> it, like everybody paying attention to it is what made it a big deal it was one can made promotionally for this lady it wasn't like some special run they were doing and you know at, at the end of the day i do think that anheuser-busch made a category here. you make beer you know listen yeah. god's guns in america just stick to the basics right and they're and, trying to go back yeah. to that yeah. did you see the did you yeah. see budweiser's new campaign but they're donating like a trillion dollars to the veterans <laughs> no, you know? no 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 <laughs> okay the uh, their first new campaign is a new partnership with you want to guess? The NRA. No. Oh, okay. but that would have been a good one. <laughs> That's how you write the ship. <laughs> Quite literally. Dude, I'm telling you, there's gold up here. Yeah. <laughs> Harley Davidson. Oh, man. That's... Boy, because you know, you know those Harley Davidson people, man. Leather clad bikers. Boy, that's <laughs> what a departure. Oh. I'm not saying anything about. I listen. I, uh, you know, you want to ride a hog. I'm there's. Look, I agree with you. The Dillamo Vaney thing blown way out of proportion. But when you put them out there as a spokesperson for sure. your brand, sure. Okay. Again, that's going to come with consequences. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like 19, it's like early 2000s In, Rob Lowe or yeah. 1990s Rob Lowe. <laughs> I mean, uh, not Rob Lowe. Um, now we know Rob, your Robert, is, dude. Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that, that was the actual reference I was trying to make. You know, it's like, you yeah. know, it's like, do you yeah. want Iron Man Robert Downey Jr. Or All do right. you want uh, a drug zero. addict, yeah. you know, has been actor Robert Downey Jr. And, yeah. and, 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 and so... All that to say that they did. It was a big gamble. Mm -hmm. um, and and look, I've been that guy. Yeah, I, I was fortunate to be that guy at a multi-billion-dollar uh, Fortune 200 company that pushed the envelope, mm -hmm. got slapped on the wrist. But then they realized that I was actually right. Right. And they brought me back to you know and, continue my work. And, and so yeah, you're gonna win some. You're gonna lose some. Right. But I, but again, beer is beer. It's like, and it's not that it, complicated. And it, you know what? It isn't. And there is a world if they were, if they were a smaller, more niche business yeah. where that pays off. E oh even yeah. If, even if they were, cause they're like, number they were one a local or brewer or regional uh, brewer. I, I, or I'll, I'll say this. If they're anywhere, well, I, I know they're in the top five. Yeah. If they're in six through 10 might not have actually been a bad move for no. them, but where they are, they are so big, they have to be straight down the middle, yeah. American fastball milk toast. This is this is to maintain my, that branding. My main message in all of this wokeness versus make better beer. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, if someone can make a beer I'd actually drink, then uh, I think they, they'll hit a gold mine. Um, but 
it's it's the fact that you know right now it's the woke versus you know basically the the christian right you know mm -hmm. I, I would say in in some ways sure you know the, it's the loudest voices on on both fringes right yeah well, I, i'd agree um, with that yeah what what i don't understand from my business experience from my uh marketing experience mm -hmm. is that why would you why would you gamble so much on such a small percentage of our population well, when when you've got like the 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 other 90 yeah. something so part of our population that's gonna that's going to say like we don't agree with this where, where i usually land a lot of these things because a lot of my family's very liberal yeah and 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 socially i'm fairly liberal but fiscally i'm i'm very conservative and and on a lot of uh you know i'm more of a constitutionalist uh, than my family who would burn it alive if it meant a free hot dog so uh <laughs> they the uh but but the thing for that, that i take people back to is trying to say like hey there's so much more uh, out there that drastic even these people that you're concerned about if you're concerned with trans lives the other issues that I think your side is getting wrong are so much more impactful yeah. to those self same people. And this is such a minor thing to even have on your radar, you know, other, uh, and I, and I know, you know, there, there's arguments for other people, but the sad reality is, um, the debt, <laughs> yeah. your taxation, right. these things have way more effect on trans lives than whether or not Budweiser faces backlash. Yeah. And, and, and no, and yes, there the are bigger side. issues yeah. to be concerned with. I mean, and, and some people say yeah. that that this is. Some people will 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 tell you it's a manufactured distraction from the actual problems that we're having. I I, I so I, I think it's it is one of these. Uh, I, I believe it's a, a symptom, uh, actually, of the the populace's kind of hopelessness that actual problems are going to get resolved. Right. That they fixate because I mean you can force Anheuser Busch into either a going deeper in the support for it or retreating right. that's a real thing uh going like hey what are we going to do about <coughs> spending the most mm -hmm. amount of money ever in history for like the last 10 years mm -hmm. and no sign of it stopping oh god i don't even know where to start with that to me so, to me it's more the one percent problems mm -hmm. we're the one percent of of the earth you know Absolutely. And these are, you know, these are problems that other countries wish they could have. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, do we have real problems? Of course, homelessness, drug use, you know, all that kind of I, stuff. I, I, um, well, I, I post a lot on on Quora uh, on, on certain topics, and one of one of the things that I always go back to when you hear some thread about somebody complaining with like an 18-page thing about why something is unfair for yeah. young people or this group or that group, and I always go, hey. Um, Yes, can things get better? Always can. Uh, I don't know about you, but if I had a choice to be born today <laughs> or when I was born, I'd pick today. Because yeah. it's only going to get better. I would pick America over almost any other country in the world. Yeah. Uh, probably every other country in the world. Um, and, you know, th there, there's so much out there. Even for people that are quote-unquote disenfranchised or not fully represented if you buy into that argument, um, we still have more publicly available resources for free or that actively support you in things mm -hmm. than have ever existed in history. So there is, to me, very little excuse for feeling that hopeless other than 
I understand it because you're beat yeah. down with these messages all the time that tell you this is any kind of a big deal. I mean, uh, you know, we're talking about it because we comment on what's going right. on. But, you know, it, it is something that, you know, it, it is, to me, the silliest of sillies to even but, worry about this either But way. globally, we are sure. considered a, a conservative country. I, in comparison, Europe mm. looks to oh, us, yeah. you know, Europe looks to us, I would say most of the globe sure. looks to us and consider us a conservative country. Because we are, and compared right, to them. No, absolutely. And this <laughs> yeah. is a perfect example of that. Yeah. But I think what happened is, is that, you know, the with Pride Month, and we're just starting Pride Month, you know, that that the, the left's agenda on this front yeah. has been pushed so hard and so fast mm -hmm. that that... You know the the conservative right, the Christian right, is finally pushing back, yeah. and they're saying, "Guess what? We don't. We're not comfortable with this." Oh, I wouldn't say finally. We're not, They've we're pushed not, back every step along you know, the way. It's but, yeah. you know, but but it's just gotten louder the, 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 and more aggressive. And so we're seeing now. We're seeing Target retreat. Mm -hmm. You know, with their public displays. Yeah. Um. You know, we're 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 seeing the 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 backlash be much quicker and sure. more severe. Um. And again, not that there's I, look. As a business person, if you want to cater to that community, sure. go for it. I mean, uh, it's a gold yeah. mine. Right. Um, and, and there's ways to do it where you're also not offending the other 90% of America. And and also, uh, I don't care if you do offend 90% of America, but just know that's cost to do in business if right. you go down that path. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to tell anybody, I the, the, the people who are like, you know, we should boycott or whatever, I go, well, you should boycott. I still want to go to Target because it's a block of my house. <laughs> right, exactly. But if you feel that strongly, go for it. I don't blame the person boycotting. I don't yeah. blame the person that's doing the thing that's being boycotted. See, I still go for the personal pan pizzas. That's what I go for. Do they have those? Oh, yeah. Some oh, of them wow. still have the little pizza huts in oh, there. Oh, okay. And they make the little personal pizzas, the little personal pan pizzas. I've been oh. getting the egg bites from Starbucks. When no I way, in. man. Oh. Nothing like a Target Starbucks <laughs> egg bite. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up on this hack. Yeah. Did you know, I've, I've heard that allegedly, if you mm -hmm. buy a drink at Starbucks while you're at Target, mm -hmm. they will give you a free refill on that drink while you're still in Target. Now, I have heard that as well. I have not tested that theory out. We need to do that. I will do that because I drink nitro cold brew and that's cheap. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, Nate Ginter joining me here. Anibal David Cabrera just uh, couldn't take the heat, mm -mm. so he got out of the kitchen today. Um, he had uh, another commitment we unfortunately ran into, but uh, we appreciate you for watching the yard sign uh, or listening to us whenever, wherever you may be doing so. Make sure you follow us, subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, and then of course all the audio platforms. We have a great uh, online audio audience putting us in the top 200 among uh, political podcasts. That's awesome. Which, man. again, for a little podcast out of Tampa, man, that's that's a, amazing. Oh, it's and, huge. Uh, you know, and so uh, uh, we, we want to continue to build on that, especially coming up to these 2024 elections. Uh, we're going to wrap up with uh, the, the debt ceiling. And I know, well, we'll probably have to touch on this again because Anibal <laughs> loves anything with numbers in it. Um, he, he's the one that likes doing the math. I can't yeah. stand doing the math. I'm but, the same way. <laughs> Uh, it went through. Of course. Um, it, it, it got approved. It, it, it obviously it is being positioned as a bipartisan win. Mm -hmm. um, I think for the, it, it, it didn't change anybody's mind about anything. Initially, I will say, and maybe even still, I'll give, I'll give Kevin McCarthy his credit because people didn't think that he'd be able to put together a deal that was going to get passed. Sure. And the fact that he was able to do it on the first try. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, well, major snaps to, to some him. Of the I other mean, uh, hills he's had to mount in the past, that the but, first try is a big thing. But for, for someone yeah. who's not considered a quote unquote oh. conservative, no, no, I, I agree. Who's someone you, yeah. who lay reluctantly elected as House Speaker, mm -hmm. uh, for someone who the president said he wasn't going to negotiate with. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a big win for Kevin McCarthy. I think oh, this yeah. is, uh, you know, again compared to. You know who is is slowly going out the door. Your John Boehner's, your yeah. uh, Mitch McConnell's, those guys. I mean, this is a generational shift, and so he's got to earn that clout that these guys have had for decades. Sure. Um, and I think this is how you do it. Yeah. You know, it's not a it's not a pretty win, but it, but a win is still a win. And uh, and and yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there's tons in it that I would hate, to, you know, the to see come to fruition. You know, I think the, some of the IRS money's still in there. I think, uh, you know, obviously the the, you know, Byron Donalds came out strongly against it. You know, mm. talking about how, um, really, you know, I mean, it, it it's like, it's like saying you're you're defeathering a chicken and you pluck off one. You know, right uh, you know it's like we're going to be right back in the same place or in a worst case uh you know in months from now well one of the things that i didn't hear and i'm sure it came up you know in some pundit discussions but one of the things that always aggravates me we hit this debt ceiling argument and the co-headline should be is this a referendum on baseline budgeting which for you know for the the non-political insiders out there baseline budgeting is the concept where there are guaranteed increases built into every major department and government agency every year that happen regardless of performance how the country's doing what the economic status is like or kind of important for most businesses out there mm. how much money that the entity actually has yeah and so the, the, that, that topic never comes up. And so we will forever, as long as we're guaranteeing an increase, you're guaranteeing you need more money. Um, if the country isn't doing well that year, you're guaranteeing a massive explosive debt problem. Yeah. And lo and behold, we've got it. The problem is, you know, what is the breaking point? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they've got to know. They've got to know at some point there has to be a major correction to all this. And again, like we said, I mean, you know, a, 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 I think maybe only ahead of healthcare, you know, we are, our, our, the majority of our spending goes into defense, mm -hmm. I believe. Um, so it's defense and then healthcare and then kind of everything else. One, one um, of the stats that I found very interesting about the healthcare expenditure actually is. We actually have more public, meaning citizen out of pocket money, going into healthcare than the per capita than the three next privatized systems that are there or uh, uh, public systems. Yeah. So meaning it actually costs us more to not have public healthcare, right. which I'm not arguing for public healthcare. I'm saying. We need to look into that. Well, the problem is, too, is, is that anytime somebody gets a government contract, they yep. know that they can also get top dollar. Right. And so you've got every company, doctor's office, hospital out there, and they're going to charge you triple because you're the government, and they know that they can well, get them, the, the money's guaranteed. Yeah, and, and I don't want to get off on a tangent for, for on health care, but the, the other real problem is uh, it's the same problem in the financial services market. Mm -hmm. There's been an insane amount of consolidation that it first happened because we wanted modernization yep. uh, and it's good for the patient. But the reality is when every doctor's office is part of one of two systems in an area, uh, guess what? There's going to be no competition on price anywhere. 
Yeah. And they can charge whatever they want, and they will. Yeah. I mean, look, we averted whatever manufactured crisis they said that we were going to go into if we went into default and all right. that stuff. Um, I, I think it, I don't know. I mean, I would like to say that at some point we're, we'll see an adult in the room that is actually going to enact like balance, a balanced budget agreement or something. But I mean, our interest on the debt is about to be the same amount as our, uh, our annual tax revenue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I... I, And and that's not sustainable, regardless of whether you think we owe the money to somebody or not. Yeah, so the the, uh, it's somewhere up around 13% of uh, the money that we take in right now is actually going purely just to pay the... It's it's literally paying the minimum payment on the credit card Mm -hmm. that we keep spending more on and keep getting more and more of a limit. And and I I always say, if it wouldn't work for your own household, it's definitely not going to work at scale. Yeah. You know, if you can't make it work at a lemonade stand, how are you going to make it work, uh, you know, in 500 franchises nationwide? Right. So, you know, the, these things, uh, you know, it, it's it, you're right. It is unsustainable. Unfortunately, um, what will be the breaking point will be when inflation gets so bad that you're taking wheelbarrows of cash in to buy a loaf of bread. And that has happened in modern societies, mm-hmm. uh, in, in places that were actually better educated than we are now. And uh, you saw some pretty horrific world wars and some crazy dictators rise out of that. So, Well, this is um, when we realize how young yeah. of a country we still are. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right, thanks again to Nate Ginter, Anibal, David Cabrera, uh, on this uh, kind of late-coming uh, episode of The Yard Sign. We will be back on schedule next week, Monday, uh, so stand by for that. Again, make sure you like, subscribe, follow, comment, uh, and share with all your friends. Thank you so much for watching and listening whenever, wherever you may be doing so. Good night, everybody. Good night.